Welcome to CPAC's Today in Politics podcast. It's Wednesday, March the 8th. I'm Michael Serapio. Here are the big political stories we're talking about today. Pierre Polyev accuses the Prime Minister of covering up for China. You're telling me he didn't know that Beijing gave $200,000 to the Trudeau Foundation? Are you telling me that he didn't know that they interfered in two consecutive elections? Of course he knew. He was briefed multiple times. Jagmeet Singh says Conservatives are playing political games. I don't know how uh, the leader of the Conservative can make that allegation. Uh, I don't know what evidence he's basing that on. And grocery CEOs appear before the Agriculture and Agri-Food Committee this afternoon. Well, let's get right to the top political stories this morning. Joining us right now, Joël Denis Bellevance, Ottawa Bureau Chief for La Presse. Good morning, Joël Denis. Good morning, Michael. Listen, let's start with foreign interference. Uh, two nights ago, of course, we heard the Prime Minister address the issue. Uh, two investigations, a special rapporteur, no independent inquiry, at least not yet. And we are hearing some pushback from Pierre Polyev and in some pretty strong terms. In very strong terms. I think Pierre Polyev sensed that he sees he has an issue that can, you know, he can make a lot of electoral mileage out of it. And that's why I think he will be pushing a lot. Rightly so, because I think Canadians have some questions about what happened in the election in 2019 and 2021. But I believe, like many experts, that if there were uh, um, uh, foreign interference in our elections, I don't think it did affect the end results. I don't think it put into questions the election of the Liberal government of uh, Justin Trudeau. But we still need to deal with that issue. And Mr. Uh, Poliev, I think, has been pushing really, really hard to get a public inquiry with the Bloc Québécois. So the pressure is immense on Mr. Trudeau to come up maybe with another plan. I think what Mr. Trudeau announced uh, Monday night was uh, a way to wait, get, get some time, buy some time, um, just to let maybe the fear of what happened uh, what was revealed by in the Globe Mail, uh, you know, cool a bit, but I don't think it has worked. And the uh, pressure is still very, very much on the prime minister to play another card. And what will that card be? I think he has to announce the name of the special rapporteur. And I want to deal a bit uh, with that. Uh, this is a new uh, a new thing, a rapporteur. Usually, rapporteur, they do, uh, are, uh, they do work for the UN, the mm-hmm. United Nations. Mm-hmm. They send rapporteur in some hot spots. Uh, countries to get some facts and so that the UN can make some decisions. Remember, uh, some rapporteur came to Canada to uh, see what, how, what was the situation of the uh, First Nations communities in, in Canada, and no access to drinkable water, for example. And so uh, the living conditions was, uh, uh, you know, an issue that was dealt with the rapporteur. So this is a new, a new um, avenue that the government is looking at the rapporteur. And I don't think we've seen the end of that story, that's for sure. No, not at all. In fact, the Conservative leader is casting doubts on the rapporteur's role. But, you know, the Prime Minister, he says he would consult opposition leaders on the choice. So does that address any of Polyev's criticisms, do you think? I don't believe so, because if Mr. Polyev accepts to, you know, participate in the consultation to choose the rapporteur, he will be part of the process. So it will be hard after that for him to criticize criticize the prime minister's choice of, of that process to look into what, the foreign interference uh, uh, in our federal elections. So 
Mr. Poliev, I think, will be adamant in continuing in demanding a public inquiry, an independent public inquiry. And as you're right, he, Mr. Uh, Poliev used some very strong words about the rapporteur. He said, what is that? Does that come with a costume, <laughs> with a sword, with, with a cape? <laughs> so he ridiculed that. So, um, And the prime minister's choice will be very key. So who will accept that role of, you know, a rapporteur for the prime minister? For the government to look into, uh, you know, what avenues, other avenues there is for the government to uh, shed light on on the issue of uh, foreign interference in our elections. Um, I don't know who would accept that role because it's going to be a very difficult uh, role, very difficult mission. Um, some of the names that have been mentioned uh, were, for example, the former Governor General David Johnson, for example, that is one of them. Um, will he accept that? Um, I'm not sure he would be uh, willing to spend some time on this issue right now because you know the controversy is such that whatever he does will he will would be criticized by the opposition parties uh, right now. Yeah, yeah, without a doubt, a, a huge political hot potato here. You know, yeah. interestingly, uh, the Bloc Québécois leader says the uh, says that parliamentarians should choose the rapporteur, not the prime minister. Uh, let's talk a little bit about the NDP because you know Jagmeet Singh does have his concerns. He, too, is still pushing for an independent inquiry, but he's also criticizing Poliev in this. Yeah, Mr. Jink Singh is trying to rise above the fray, and, and then good for him, because I think uh, this is a very cr a critical issue um, that, you know, we have to put partisanship aside, but being in a minority government, you know, that's the political context right now. I mean, the minority, minority parliament, uh, everybody is playing the partisan ca cards very much uh, uh, in front. Um, so Mr. Singh is trying, as I said, to rise above the fray. He said that the rapporteur proposal is a small, small, good step in the right direction. Um, but he also wants uh, an independent inquiry. Mr. Mr. Singh has to be careful, though, because if he is seen as being supportive of the prime minister and his issue, he may lose, you know, the political advantage that he would like to have, you know, in rising above the fray. So he has to walk a fine line on this one. Uh, yes, criticize the government, but also not too much so that he does not, you know, uh, um, uh, is not being seen as playing also the partisan card like uh, like Mr. Poliev or the Bloc Québécois. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So uh, the public safety minister, uh, Marco Mendocino, he says that a special repertoire will be chosen in a matter of weeks. So we'll keep tracking that issue. But, you know, we need to talk about something else today, a bigger event. Not a bigger event, excuse me, a big event as well. <laughs> a little later this day, I'm going to get in trouble. Uh, a little later today, uh, you know, the presidents and the CEOs of grocery chains appearing before a parliamentary committee. This is something that Ottawa has been talking about for a few weeks now. Absolutely. And and this is, I think, uh, an issue that has been pushed by the NDP. They have been pushing for the president and CEOs of grocery chains to appear before the parliamentary committee. Why? But to explain uh, their margin of profits that they're making right now uh, on, on the backs of Canadians, uh, so they say the NDP. Um, and it's interesting because we've talked a lot about inflation, you know, the burden of inflation on poor people and all that, and, and for ordinary Canadians, you know, trying to uh, meet, uh, you know, trying to. Uh, uh, buckle their budget, you know, and, and trying to meet their and pay their bills. But uh, 
the issue of inflation has been, you know, among us for a while. And we've seen the price of gas go down, but not the price of food go down. And so there is a discrepancy. Why is it that uh, a few months ago, uh, the president and the CEO of grocery trains were saying that it's because of the rise of, uh, of gasoline that we're paying more? Well, there are other explanations, uh, and I think they have to come up with good explanations to convince parliamentarians about why is it that gross, the, 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 the cost of food is still rising very much uh, right now, uh, whereas other items like uh, gas and, and uh, other services are going down. So uh, very key, uh, I would say very uh, uh, important meeting today that will be watched by Canadians who would like to have more explanation about the uh, sort of uh, big profits that those uh, companies are making right now. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, testimony in aisle one. We'll be watching. <laughs> so, <laughs> listen, uh, quickly running out of time here, Joël Denis, but I do want to talk about uh, the European Commission president. Of course, she addressed Parliament last night. Today uh, will be Ursula von der Leyen's last day in Ottawa. So what's on the agenda? Well, today she is meeting with the Governor General, and this is the last uh, day of her visit. But this was a very key moment in in, in politics for Canada, getting that visit from the European Commission president, because it showed that we have built closer relations with the European Union as opposed to the United States. And that was, you know, fresh on my mind yesterday when I watched the press conference by the uh, Madame van der Leyen with the Prime Minister. She underlined the close relationship that uh, have been built over the last few years thanks to the free trade agreement that we signed with the European Union. In fact, uh, trade between uh, the European Union and Canada has increased by about more than 50% over the last decade, so that's huge. Meanwhile, the United States did not conclude a trade deal with the European Union, and that's a key thing. I, mean, I know I'm putting a lot of uh, uh, emphasis on the economic issue, but we've been trying to diversify our uh, uh, trade with other continents, and now I think we're seeing some of that effects right now. The only thing missing is the appropriate infrastructure east of uh, in the eastern part of Canada to be able to uh, increase even further that trade. And I have in mind, you know, the uh, issue of building a, a facility in Atlantic Canada, in Newfoundland, to be able to export uh, green hydrogen to uh, mm -hmm. uh, Germany. That's a key one. So it's all part of that agenda, building uh, key uh, trade relations with key partners. And the European Union is clearly one of them. Absolutely. Uh, Joël Denis, thank you for this. Really appreciate you waking up so early to start the day with me. Thank you, Michael. Have a great day. Bye-bye. You too. That is Joël Denis Bellevance, Ottawa Bureau Chief for La Presse. I think that the person has to carry a certain credibility. Yeah, it has to be a person that the population will trust. Now let's take a look at what political columnists, commentators, and editorialists are saying today. In the Toronto Star, Susan Delacorte asks, who will want the job as special rapporteur on foreign election interference? Susan writes, somewhere in Canada this very minute, an eminent Canadian may be letting all calls go to voicemail. Justin Trudeau has handed out hard tasks before, but whatever person answers the call for a special rapporteur on foreign election interference could well find it be a mission impossible. All that the government seems to be saying for now is that it wants to name the special rapporteur reasonably quickly, perhaps within days, 
though that may be overly optimistic given the rhetoric that was flying around Parliament Hill on Tuesday with conditions and not an insignificant amount of contempt from some quarters. At ctvnews.ca, Don Martin argues Justin Trudeau has waved an inevitable white flag. He writes the Prime Minister has surrendered to intense pressure and reluctantly pledged action into allegations of Chinese interference in Canada's elections after weeks of denying any further action was needed. It's now clear he came to the recognition that his strong opposition to further examination was no longer viable. But it will be the next step that is particularly interesting. Finding someone willing to put their reputation on the line for this hot potato toss, an individual who is scrubbed clean of political connections and has not already taken a public position on this topic is going to be a serious headhunting challenge. Now here's what's coming up on today's political agenda. The Prime Minister will attend the National Caucus meeting and the Women's Caucus before attending question period. Deputy Prime Minister Christian Freeland will hold a roundtable discussion in Mississauga as part of pre-budget consultations. She will also tour a union training centre and meet with electrical workers before speaking with the media. As for the NDP leader Jagmeet Singh, he will attend the NDP caucus meeting before speaking with reporters on the NDP's motion to hear from grocery CEOs. He will then take part in question period and attend the Agriculture and Agri-Food Committee as it hears from the CEOs of Loblaw, Empire and Metro. Governor General Mary Simon will meet with the President of the European Commission. Natural Resources Minister Jonathan Wilkinson, he continues to attend the Prospectors Developers Association of Canada Conference in Toronto. In Ottawa, International Trade Minister Mary Ng will announce recipients of funding through the Women Entrepreneurship Strategy. Minister for Women Marcy Ian will attend an event with young women from across the greater Toronto area. And Philomena Tassi, the minister responsible for the Federal Economic Development Agency for Southern Ontario, will make an important announcement in support of female entrepreneurs in Ontario. Well, that is CPAC Today in Politics for Wednesday, March the 8th. Join me for primetime politics tonight on CPAC. We'll have full coverage of the day's events. Our podcast returns tomorrow morning. I'm Michael Serapio. Have a great day.